everyone. Welcome to Vegan Fam in Cowtown. Today's episode is called Rated V because we want to talk about the shows and the movies and the books that are great for our little vegans. And then we can talk about some books and shows and movies that aren't so great. And how do we handle that when our kids are getting kind of anti-vegan messages? So let's dive in. We'll start with books because books are awesome. I want to talk about a classic book. So this book is called Goodnight Gorilla. And I had it because I got it for a shower gift. And then I was like this tired mom who like left it on the shelf too long. And I I discovered it one day and I was like, you know what? This probably isn't the best book for our kids. It's this, if you've never read it, it's this supposedly charming book about all the animals who steal the zookeeper's keys, right? There's one zookeeper and they slip the keys off of his loop and they let themselves out. And where do they go? they head back to the zookeeper's house to sneak into bed with he and his wife. So it is a bit charming, right? And it implies that zoo animals want to be with their zookeeper and that the zookeeper lives really close by with his wife and they care for the animals and love the animals and the animals want to snuggle with them. And I know that not all kids' books have to be realistic, right? Like they're kids' books. But in this case, our kids might get the wrong message. And without questioning that message, it might stick. So if your kid accidentally reads a book, this one, or, or one like it, or somebody reads this book to them or reads a book like this to them where it's old McDonald carrying on the farm, just ask some questions challenging it like, huh, what do you think the, the animals would actually do if they got out of their cages? And wow, do you think the zookeepers live that close by? How do you think that works? Because I know at least our zoo is like super huge complex and uh, I doubt there's like the cute little zookeeper and his wife who keep track of it all. So anyway, look for those implicit messages, those less obvious things that you could point out if you read the book or you could just avoid the book and make that decision, whatever you think. I want to point out a book that's positive, a book that has an explicit, super obvious vegan message. For us, I got another book at my shower and it's called Hubert the Pudge and I had never heard of this one before. It's kind of this random book that one of my non-vegetarian friends found and said, you know what? This is for you. It's called Hubert the Pudge, a vegetarian tale. Hubert, the main character, escapes out of the Pudge factory like he finds a hole in the fence and he dodges out and then he grows to be his natural Pudge size which is like bigger than anything we've ever seen in elephants and stuff like that, right? He's massive. And he lives out his life just enough to get massive and then goes back to rescue his friends. And they show this farmer who is kind of messy looking and he eats all these pudge products and they talk about pudge processing. And um, it's a little bit darker. I didn't introduce it until my kids were both three and above. The illustrations are a little darker. But what I like about it is when Hubert goes back to rescue his friends, he picks up that farmer and the farmer has to swear off of Pudge forever and swear off of farming Pudge forever. And then Hubert puts him down. And this farmer goes to the gym, apparently, and meets a wife, like his trainer. He marries this trainer and he becomes this happier person. And he and the Pudges together with the new wife who's a trainer, start a tofu factory um, where they make tofu dogs and stuff and they all work together to reform the world. I really love that message, you know, that that there can be this redemption and that they can work together and change the world and make it better. So it's kind of a crazy book. 
but I've really come to like it. So you can find book with it, books with explicit vegan messages, and there are so many out there. And we have no time in the pod to just go listing all the titles, but I hope we do so on social media. So DM me. I'm on the Facebook page, Vegan Fam and Cowtown, and I'm on Instagram at fam underscore vegan, and check us out on Twitter and email at veganfamandcowtown at gmail.org. We'll make a huge list. We'll have Rated V Part 2, maybe even Part 3, make it a series, or we'll just post the big continuing list of awesome vegan books and vegan media um, on social media. So I'm just listing a couple books here and there, but let's really blitz it and get them all down. Another book that I have to mention is Stephen the Vegan because it surprised my husband that my kids loved it so much. We think they love it because it's about Stephen and their little boy is Stephen's little boy. And Stephen gets to educate his friends. And I think that really appeals especially to my older son who sees himself as this person who wants to educate his friends. So check out Stephen the Vegan. It's kid approved. Let's move on to some TV shows because there are so many good ones. I won't possibly get to all the amazing ones, but I want to talk about two. Octonauts. It's on Netflix. It's about a crew of animals who rescue sea creatures and sea mammals. And they make the show super educational. But what I really like is they say every individual, every individual animal, sea creature deserves healthcare and deserves to live. So they go around rescuing and providing healthcare to all the sea animals. It's extremely cool. My kids learn tons from it. There's this whole toy franchise thing if you need to like pick up the toys because they get super into it. The other show that I absolutely have to mention is The Wild Kratts. The Kratt brothers have done a couple shows. One was called Zaboomafu. I believe the other was just called The Kratt Brothers. But this one is called Wild Kratts. And it starts live with the actual two brothers, uh, often with an actual animal. They start out that way and then they're like, hey, what if we had these creature powers and they jump into a cartoon world and they join these other awesome characters. Aviva is one. There's these awesome uh, girl scientists. And they invent things to help animals. And these villains represent all sorts of real world problems. So for example, one of the villains is called Gourmand. And he goes around trying to find the rarest animals to make into his exotic recipes. And then another character, Danita Donata, is your modern Cruella de Vil, trying to find the rarest animals for her ridiculous fashion choices. And then the new villain, Paisley Paver, is trying to take up all the habitat for economic purposes. So those really represent modern themes. Oh, and then there's this villain, Zach, who like uses animals to make into all of his weird technological inventions. I'm not entirely sure what he represents, but I know that my kids really enjoy him as a villain. Anyway, these Crab Brothers are awesome. My kids have learned immense amounts of information about animals from Wild Kratts. So have I. And now we've seen them live even. They're that popular. One word of caution. My son swears this isn't true, but my husband and I both saw it. There's multiple seasons. We'll have to track how they do this. But on some of the seasons when Thanksgiving comes around, they talk about the turkeys and how cool turkeys are and how turkeys communicate and you know, why we should let wild turkeys live free and in the wild. And that's their big tagline, right? Is that animals should live free and in the wild. It's an excellent message. But then they kind of went on to say like, but you can eat turkeys for Thanksgiving. 
my husband and I were a bit disappointed about that. And Owen swears that later on they correct that, but uh, I'm not so sure. So the other thing I think about is the beginning of the show when they have a live animal. Where does that live animal come from? How are they doing that? So sometimes I ask questions with my kids about that just to be like, where do you think they got that animal? Like maybe a zoo or something? Just so that we're not passing that by as if it's normal. But otherwise, the Wildcrats is a complete quality TV show. Perfect for little vegans, okay? So check it out if you haven't already. It's pbs.org and it might be on Amazon um, as well, Amazon Prime. You know how things go on and off Prime and on and off Netflix, right? Let's go to movies. Movies, again, we could just list and list and list titles and titles and titles. And I'm even going to skip over the whole genre of nonfiction awesome movies about animals and the wild, which are wonderful for kids. And I'm just going to go to the fictionalized popular ones. So remember Fern Gully? Like when I was a kid, I loved Fern Gully. It probably like set the ball rolling on my own veganism. There are movies like that that are super obvious. Let's protect habitats. Let's protect animals. We're going to be against animal testing. And there's Finding Nemo where fish are individuals who deserve consideration and they save other fish. All super obvious, really good movies that you should check out if you haven't. But I want to point out some other movies that might be less obvious but have a really awesome vegan message. And that would be Up. You know that cute movie with the old man and the balloons? Um, that I think is a, well one, just a beautiful movie. I believe it was the only movie to be nominated outside of the animated category and be nominated for Best Picture because it was just that good. But how I noticed it had a good vegan theme is my son started calling the movie Kevin. I want to watch the Kevin movie. And I was like, huh, I wonder why he's doing that. It was kind of like when he would watch Harry Potter but call it Hermione. Like, let's watch the Hermione movie because kids have a really good way of picking out who the true, real, like, important characters are. So he picked out that the animal dubbed Kevin in this movie Up was like the most important. And the plot, not to spoil it for you, but it's a pretty old movie. And if you would just want to shut this off now and go watch it, it's the best investment of your time and then come back. But really, I'm just going to go through the plot. These, the old man with his balloons meets a, a young scout, you know, and they go on this adventure accidentally and they run into this animal who eats chocolate bars and this animal they call Kevin. And it turns out that Kevin has babies. Kevin is a girl, they find out. But then they find that this guy is trying to find Kevin and capture Kevin. And this is an explorer who's been on this island forever. And he's super famous, but he's got this egotistical goal of capturing any animal like that looks like Kevin. You know, this animal they've called Kevin. So in the end... The two humans risk their own lives to save Kevin, to get Kevin back to her babies because they think that Kevin having a family life with her babies is more important than anything. And that's the code they hold to. And they think it's more important than this guy's reputation to capture Kevin and take the bones back or whatever. Oh, and did I mention there's a bunch of awesome dogs, really hilarious dogs in this movie? So it's, it's certainly not made to be a vegan movie that I know of, but it's so good like that. It just exudes everything awesome, including a positive vegan message. And there's a kid hero in it. And how cool is that? And a dog hero, which is 
super cool. Okay, up. Watch it if you haven't. Watch it again if you never thought of it as a vegan movie because you'll be surprised. The other movie I want to talk about is How to Train Your Dragon. Have you ever thought about that as a vegan movie? I mean, there's the problem of how they treat the sheep, although it's, you know, it's for humor, but How to Train Your Dragon is a kid protagonist who changes his entire society by saving dragons, these previously maligned creatures. He saves them and they become partners in living in the world and they help each other in the end. Sorry, forgot to tell you there were spoilers. But How to Train Your Dragon is wonderful because it says one kid can change the whole society, can change everybody's view about creatures that were once thought unimportant or just needed to be killed. So think about that movie and think about showing your kids and watching it from a vegan view. Maybe question how they treat the sheep. It's not gruesome or anything, but they are objects. But check out How to Train Your Dragon. Kids can change society. Kids can do anything is what that message is. And I love it. Now, how to spot messages that are problematic in movies. I want to talk about that because there's so many movies where there's an implicit message that animals are ours to use and exploit. And let's let's talk. Any movie that has a circus, you, you just got to chat about it. If you don't avoid the movie completely, make sure you talk to your kids and be like, oh, um, do animals belong in boxcars riding along on, you know, from city to city on the train tracks? If there's captive sea animals, like talk about it. So for example, Despicable Me 1. We've watched it a few times. We don't avoid it, but there is a little bit of problem in it. So the villain who I think he wants to like capture the moon or something in <laughs> Despicable Me 1. He has this bachelor pad and the girls who are from the other side like approach to sell him Girl Scout cookies. So they approach this bachelor pad that's massively high tech, right? And Gru, yeah, Gru, the guy who's using the Girl Scouts to like get inside this villain's house. They do, they get inside and they find this bachelor sitting in his bachelor pad watching TV on a couch. The couch is surrounded by a moat with a shark in it. So this shark is just swimming in circles acting as a weapon for this villain. And yeah, it's good that it's a villain because it's like only a villain would keep a shark like that. But I just wanted to point that out to my kids is that sharks aren't meant to be kept in some exotic bachelor pad, <laughs> you know, like swimming around. And we don't want to put sharks whales, dolphins, in tanks like that for our purposes and our entertainment, or certainly as weapons. It really helps in that movie that the person's a villain, not a hero doing it. When it's the hero doing it, it's a lot more complicated. That is what I've got to share with you today, but I think this opens up a massive topic that we could talk about for a part two, and we can talk about on social media, so please reach out, DM, email, and let me know, what are your favorites that work for your family? What are the little vegan moments you've caught in books and movies that maybe other people don't? And what are your super obvious vegan books, like Vias for Vegan and other titles that you guys just love that you have to tell me about? Thanks so much for tuning in today. We're living family life to the power of V. This is the end of our show and goodbye.